JC Corcoran Podcast. Everybody still loves Harry. When did you kind of first realize that you had this ability to mimic this guy? Well, when I was when I was growing up, you know, I used to live at Sox Park in the summer. We used to do it my buddies cracking up because he was so imitatable because he was always saying the most outlandish things, you know. You would just watch the game and you would just repeat what he said. It was like you weren't even making up a joke. You would just say what he said and people would crack up. Like one time I was watching the game and out of nowhere he goes, Hey! <laughs> Check out the kid in the sombrero. <laughs> There's a good-looking youngster, huh? Like, what the hell was that all about? What, the, what does that have to do with the game? Yeah. I mean, just the things that would come out of his mouth. Don't forget Friday night's midget night here in Wrigley. <laughs> Anybody in company legal midget gets free. And let's refrain from what the kids were doing last year, tossing the little guys over the wall to let their buddies in. Remember only one midget per customer. Hey, check out the halter top on that one. Must be big hooter day here at Wrigley. Flash your hooters up the gate, you get it free. And remember only two hooters per customer. Coming up on the bottom of the fifth. You know, speaking of fifth, I could sure use some more scotch. I'm not totally inebriated as it is. Hey, Steve, put that in your cigar and smoke it, you ugly son of a... You and that cigar smoke driving me nuts all year long. I come into the booth, I got to deal with your cigars, the cold hot dogs, the tepid beer. The team hasn't won a championship since 1908. I just can't figure it out. <laughs> he always gets into these, I just can't figure it, it out starts, things. Yeah, it starts with... Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Jose Concepcion, or Dave Concepcion, one of these guys that grew up in Puerto Rico and Dominican Republic, one of these islands that the sun shines 365 days a year, and he misses a pop-up in the sun. I just can't figure it out. You know, the other thing about Harry watching the game is that uh, he gets distracted so often that what he should be concentrating on becomes just an afterthought that he slides in in the middle of one of his big long stories. Oh, he's, he's oblivious. The game's incidental to the story. He's telling you, I was on Rush Street last night. They're totally in the red. I closed the one bar and went across the street at a taco. And that greasy spoon. Oh, there's a triple play. Anyway, I had too many jalapeno peppers. Get indigestion, you know. That's a fastball off Sandberg's head. Both benches empty. So I'm looking for the Pepto-Bismol. He's on a stretcher. I think he's done. Finally, I get a hold of some kale. He's more concerned what celebrity yeah. show. Yeah. Hi, the Pope is here today. The group of 30 Cardinals. Finally, a group of Cardinals the Cubs can beat. The Pope is here. I guess it's Big Hat Day here at Wrigley. Now, a couple kids were poking the Pope in the back of the head. I guess they couldn't see the game with his big hat. Man. He just reeled around to give the one kid an elbow to the forehead, and I don't blame the guy. I mean, here's the guy. There's a throw to first. 
Here's a guy who's worked his whole life to get to where he is. They give him a hat. Let him wear the hat. <laughs> hey, Snoop Doggy Dog is in the house. You know, Snoop Doggy Dog backwards is Poon Scotty God. <laughs> oh, man. Standing over here. Yeah. Oh, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're our teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before. It's like deja vu all over. Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. How are you doing, kids? You are jconthelinecom I tried some new tea last night. This was lemon caffeine-free tea, and I put honey in it, as my doctor had instructed, and it may have helped a little bit. I'm still really pushing to get the words out, but we are seeing two different doctors this week. They're going to be looking down my throat and trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. This has been two months. But again, if I sound funny, not much I can do about it because the only thing left after this would be an extended period of vocal rest. No show, no podcast, no nothing, no talking. Literally standing there with a notepad and writing things down. I We're going to see Stevie Nicks in Savannah, Georgia. What is it? Well, it's four weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, four weeks from tomorrow. And I, I still remember that she was put on vocal rest for something like three months, was not able to speak for three months because of, well, she had nodules and, you know, all sorts of damage and everything like that. They took a quick little look down my throat last week and didn't see any nodules, but they did say there was damage to one vocal cord. So they're going to be looking at that later on this week. They Apparently what they do is they, um, they put some numbing stuff in your throat and then they put the scope down there and then they have you make sounds like ooh, ah, ee, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, ting, ting, walla, walla, bing, bang. Uh, and, then, and then they can see what the vocal cords are doing, whether they're responding the way they're supposed to or whether one of them is just slacking. So hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this because I I will tell you, this has been tough. This has been very, very tough to hear myself like this. Oh, and I played the John Caponera thing to kick off the podcast because, you know, the baseball playoffs start today and the Cardinals aren't in it. But it's uh, interesting to talk about Chip Carey. Now, I knew plenty about Chip Carey because I follow both the Cardinals and the Cubs and for a while there in the 90s. Chip was doing the Cubs games. He called the Kerry Wood 20 strikeout game, as a matter of fact. And somewhere I have a bottle opener that somebody gave me that when you, honest <laughs> to God, you pop the thing. And when you pop a bottle cap open, it plays Chip Carey doing a play-by-play of a home run. But he came in under weird circumstances. I don't think a lot of us knew that he and Dan McLaughlin are actually very, very good friends. So when Danny fucked up again, and this time the Cardinals finally had to say, Dan, our hands are tied. We just can't. We can't do this anymore. And we started hearing names. There's a kid from St. Louis who is, I believe, doing the Seattle games now. His name was in the mix. I wanted Tom Brenneman. Tom Brenneman fucked up in Cincinnati, but... He's such a good play-by-play guy. He's one of my favorite. He might be my favorite play-by-play guy right now, but he's not working because I don't know what he was thinking. 
It's the first thing they teach you. The first thing they teach you, always assume the microphone is on. And so there's times when you mess up where it isn't even really necessarily your fault. I remember years ago, this was in the 1980s, and the intro that they do on TV. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to you, where they show the two announcers, and you see the field in the background, and they're sitting up in the press box. That's recorded about eh, 20 minutes, maybe 45 minutes before the game. That's why a lot of times, if you look in the background, you're like, there's nobody at the ballpark tonight. Well, it's because it was recorded 45 minutes in advance. And they do that for technical reasons. It just helps the producer and the director and the broadcast team and everything put the whole thing together a little more efficiently. And one time, the guy queued up the wrong take. And so Ken Wilson was like, you know, hello again, everybody. Bye, vest for less. And here we are. In the Oh, fuck. Let's do that again. That wasn't the one that was supposed to air. The guy, the technician, he queued up the wrong one and played it. So now you're going to ask yourself, is that Ken Wilson's fault? No, it's the technician's fault. But Ken was the guy who took the heat for it. Luckily, it didn't come back to bite him. But those are the kinds of things that go on. So Brenneman, he's making some joke with the guys in the truck before the game. And I think he uses the word fag or something like that. And people heard it and it was like, oh, Christ. And, and in, you know, and as the game progressed, Brenneman pretty much saw his life passing before his eyes and made numerous apologies and even made reference to the fact of, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be back. I mean, he knew how much trouble he was in. Now, since then, and this was a couple of years ago, it's probably what, three years ago? Since then, he's made so many amends. And even the gay community in Cincinnati has said, no, we've talked with him. And, you know, we don't think he's the kind of guy who does who does gay bashing. It was just a stupid thing. He knows he shouldn't have said it, but he doesn't have any, you know, uh, evil in his heart with regard to this issue. And we recommend that he get a second chance, but nobody's given it to him. Not yet. So that was the guy I was really pulling for. But as far as I know, I was the first person to report that Chip Carey was in the mix. A little birdie down at the stadium said, why would he be here? Why would he be here? I didn't I didn't say he's going to get the job. I just said that he was in town sort of kicking the tires. And I only think it was maybe two days later when they made the formal announcement. And, you know, Chip with a long history of St. Louis in his background, knows the town, knows the people, knows the team. And I got to say, he did even a better job this year than I would have guessed. Now, why would I say that? Well, I mean, if he just came in a normal season, I knew that he was going to hit it out of the park. He's a great play-by-play guy, and he's such a good guy, too. He gets along with everybody, and everybody will tell you that. But this was a very, very difficult season to call because now not only is he the new guy, and a lot of people were so used to Dan McLaughlin that it's like I mean, when Jack Buck started doing the radio games on KMOX back in the 50s, St. Louis hated him. They hated him. They wanted him fired. People forget about that. Or there's a lot of people who never even knew about that. But St. Louis, they hated Jack Buck. And it took a couple of years for him to sort of get warmed up to the St. Louis audience. So now Chip's in town and the team is losing. And they're losing miserably. 
And so you have to make a decision, sort of like when I talked to Matt Vaskersian. Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy. Matt Vaskersian actually started as a child actor out in San Francisco. He was in a couple of episodes of The Streets of San Francisco with Carl Malden and Michael Douglas. So he sort of started out in show business and then morphed into a play-by-play guy. So for a couple of years back in the, I want to say 90s, yeah, 90s and early 2000s, Matt Vaskersian, before he went to the MLB Network and was doing games on Fox and stuff like that, he uh, he did the Milwaukee Brewers games. He was the, the you know nightly Milwaukee Brewers play-by-play guy on TV. And Vaskersian's really funny. And so for those years that he was doing the Brewers games, there's a swing and a long fly ball, back, back, back. How can you have any pudding when you don't eat your meat? And people were like, who is this crazy guy? And I remember asking him about it. I was like, isn't that sort of like cornball and some people even say Bush League? He said, yeah, you got to understand something, though. We are not St. Louis. We don't have this storied franchise where, you know, you guys win every year and you can just do the games and people are happy with it. We're trying to get people into the ballpark because the team has historically stunk. It's sort of hard to think about it now because the Brewers have been such a problem in our division for so many years now. But this predated all of that. And so the ballpark is empty. The team sucks. Vaskersian's up there in the booth and he's trying to do something that can get people interested in the broadcasts and in the games. So that's what he did, and he had the team's blessing, and that was it. Now, a lot of people were like, yeah, you sort of destroyed your credibility. And then there was that goofy football league, the Vince McMahon thing, and Vescursion was doing some of those games too. And I thought he really went over the line with the hokiness. But the good news about Vescursion is that he's a solid play-by-play guy. So he can do the crazy over-the-top stuff if you want him to, but if you don't need him to do that, he's a really, really good solid baseball man and a good solid play-by-play guy but chip carey was in a difficult position this year and i thought he did so well because when you're faced with a situation like this especially so unexpected and shocking you're up there and you're like okay well you know what we can't just walk into this place every night like we're going into a morgue our job still is to create excitement there was a game i posted this on facebook a couple of weeks ago about some game that meant absolutely nothing but it was a tight game and it was back and forth and i remember remember posting that it's like this game means nothing and you would have thought it was the seventh game of the world series he was making it so interesting and so much fun i know a lot of people don't like brad thompson he doesn't really bother me as much as he bothers a lot of people i think jim edmonds who also bothers a lot of people because he's so non-traditional in the way he does color commentary. I think Edmonds is fantastic. You know, I learned more about the game listening to Jim Edmonds doing color commentary the last couple of seasons than I probably did in 10 years of watching the other guys do the games. Edmonds is a great, great guy to pay attention to. Maybe not for marriage advice. (laughs) If you want some advice on threesomes with a babysitter, he's your go-to guy. But baseball is over for St. Louis until Jupiter, Florida, three and a half months from now. But that doesn't seem so far off, huh? Like I said the other day, if you say to yourself, what was I doing at the end of June? Just take a moment and think to yourself, where was I at the end of June? End of June. Oh, that's right. We were just getting ready to pack and go on vacation right before the 4th of July holiday. Well, if you go backwards that far, that's about three and a half months. Go forward that far. 
and that's when spring training is. But, I, you know, I've, I've often made this point. It's one of the problems. When your team does not get into postseason play, it lengthens winter. And I don't like winter being lengthened. Even in Florida, I don't like it. And I don't like the fact that it's getting dark so goddamn early, and these guys are so busy suing one another and impeaching one another that nothing's getting done. In the meantime, the overwhelming, the overwhelming majority of Americans for years have been saying, get rid of this daylight saving thing, moving the clocks back and forth. Just let it be light, for God's sakes. And they won't do it. They just won't do it. You know why? Because there's no money in it. And by now you've heard that Adam Wainwright has copped to the fact that he tore his labrum in a game against Baltimore back in mid-September and was pitching most of the year with a partial tear. That would explain the 82-mile-an-hour fastballs. Going to get yourself a Powerball ticket for tomorrow night? $1.2 billion. You can't blame people who don't step forward and make a public announcement over the fact that they won. Can you even imagine, can you even imagine all the people coming out of the woodwork, some kid you went to grade school with you don't even remember, looking for a handout, all of your relatives, cousins you don't even speak to? There will be no more Fleetwood Mac, according to Stevie Nicks. She says there's no reason for Fleetwood Mac to continue without Christine McVie. She also unveiled her official Barbie doll inspired by the cover of Rumors. Now, Fleetwood Mac did choose to still make music. It wouldn't be the first time without Christine. She left the band in 98, didn't come back until 2014. Stevie says during that time, they removed many of Christine's songs from their set lists because they couldn't recreate them. If you got Hulu and you like uh, Only Murders in the Building, third season finale is on tonight. This is a uh, difficult and, uh, I guess you would say, ticklish situation we got here with regard to the late-night television talk shows. Thank God they are back. But the problem is that the actors' union is still on strike. So actors can't go on television and talk about their movies and TV shows. But if you're promoting something like a book, you can do that. Or you can just talk to comedians and politicians and other people on tv but this is how bad it's gotten it's only the second night tonight jimmy kimmel's got kathy griffin kathy griffin we're at the bottom of the barrel on night number two jimmy fallon's got jerry hallowell one of the spice girls like i said you got the hosts talking to one another colbert with john oliver and then tracy morgan comedian chris hayes host of a show on with seth myers five months off and we are back late night is back after the months-long writer's strike my writers got fresh air and sunshine and they do not care for that <laughs> the hosts bring the jokes my dad called me up and said finally i can watch kimmel again catching up on what they missed can we have so much news to cover but i'm gonna sum it up all in just two words taylor swift good night everybody <laughs> but sharing some heartfelt messages, too. I never take this show uh, for granted, but being away from it for as long as I've been away from it really hits home. Actors won't be promoting their films or shows during the strike, but are allowed to talk about side projects, like Matthew McConaughey promoting his new book on The Tonight Show. Welcome back! Thank you so Welcome much. Back. Thank Welcome you back. so much. Uh... While on the picket line, a sense of optimism that the end could be in sight. As SAG-AFTRA negotiators met with the AMPTP for the first time in more than 80 days. While the agreement the Writers Guild reached last week with the AMPTP may be a sign of progress, striking actors say that they are prepared to stay out on the picket lines until their demands are met. We have to stick together and we cannot just take whatever they feel like they're giving us. 
Meanwhile, with broadcast and cable shows months behind their regular schedule, the race is on to get scripts ready for production. Writers' rooms have already reassembled on shows like The Simpsons, with teams on Abbott Elementary and Law and & Order reportedly starting back up next week. An uncertain moment in the industry, with billions of dollars hanging in the balance. We were talking a lot yesterday about Tom Petty because it was the anniversary of his passing. But Petty means something different to other people. 84% of Americans admit to being petty sometimes or holding a grudge over something small. The situations when we're most likely to act that way are in relationships, when we're driving, or when we're at work. Somebody admitted they almost ended a friendship over $3. Before moving out of my old apartment, this guy says, I took all the batteries out of everything my jerk roommate owned. Somebody confessed they're that person who slows down to five miles an hour if you tailgate them, and a person stole somebody's parking spot so they got revenge by sticking gum under their door handle. You better hope the guy you did this to isn't watching you do it through the window of the restaurant he went into after he parked his car. I saw somebody learn that the hard way once. Don't mess with the Girl Scouts. I didn't know this. They are the second largest cookie company in America. They sell about $800 million worth of cookies a year. 800 mil. They're only behind Oreo. Girl Scout cookies are going to cost more this year thanks to inflation. Cookie season usually runs from January through April. They'll be six bucks a box this time up from five. An annual report. Somebody actually studies this stuff called the drive through study. It just came out. It compares the speed and accuracy at 10 of the biggest fast food chains in America. They have mystery shoppers that visit over 150 locations for each one. So, who's the fastest? If you are in a rush and you're looking for the absolute fastest drive through experience possible, it's Taco Bell this year. From the moment you pull in to the time you drive off, the average is 4 minutes and 39 seconds. That's a full minute faster than average the overall average five minutes and 43 seconds that's not bad either the fastest drive throughs overall taco bell kfc and carl's jr chick-fil-a was the slowest but they were the most accurate the most accurate overall chick-fil-a burger king and mcdonald's for accuracy they also looked at the top things fast food places mess up number one putting ice in your drink when you said no ice then it's adding the wrong ingredients to an entree, like getting pickles when you said no pickles. They also looked at the top ways they upsell us in the drive-thru. The most common by far is asking you, if you want to make that a meal, if you want to make that a combo? Then it's asking you if you want to upsize your combo and asking if you want to upsize your drink. And finally, the study found the top thing that could make drive throughs even faster is making sure the person working speaks clearly and listens. When they're easy to understand and we don't have to repeat ourselves, it can shave off a full minute. I have that problem at Chipotle all the time. It's time to pay. And the girl behind the counter is like, I'm sorry. I said, can you say that again? Yeah, when somebody says say something again, usually that means you didn't hear them the first time, right? So most people understand, oh, maybe now that I'm saying it the second time, I should also be clearer and louder. 
but not the woman at Chipotle. On the third one, now I'm leaning in. I'm practically behind the counter, and I'm asking her for the third time. And now, after the third time, I still don't understand. I ask her again, and this time, honest to God, you think I'm making this up? I'm not. I tried to read her lips, and if by the fifth time I still don't understand, I grab my food, and I just run out of the place without paying. I'm sorry, honey, you used up all your chances. The TSA had to shut down a screening area at the Salt Lake City Airport for two hours because somebody packed a skull that looked like a bomb. It had a 9-volt battery and a sensor attached to it. Turns out it was actually a training device for neurosurgeons. Wouldn't it make sense if you were traveling with this thing, if you just sort of alerted the TSA as you were going through security, it's like, hey, by the way, you're going to open up my bag or when you see the x-ray, you're going to see a skull and a battery pack. And let me explain what it is. No, that would make too much sense. Just put it through and try to get away with it. There's a lot of talk about a four-day work week. Well, this guy, Jamie Dimon, one of the most powerful people on Wall Street, he's the boss at J.P. Morgan thinks that if they start using AI, a three-and-a-half-day work week could be the norm. <laughs> Probably just wouldn't be us working. And this is one of these stories that's so, it's so naturally funny. The Marine Corps is relaxing its uniform standards because there's an ongoing camouflage shortage. They say it's been really hard to find. Well, of course it's hard to find. It's camouflage! Oh, and we were talking about daylight savings. A little while ago, and by the way, it's daylight saving, not savings. I just messed up on that. Anyhow, living on the west side of a time zone is bad for you, according to a new study. Now, I know something about this. We used to vacation for like a month at a time in western Michigan, which is on the far western edge of the eastern time zone. Because you can't go any further because Lake Michigan is there. And you go across the lake and you're in the central time zone in Wisconsin. But we used to spend a lot of time there. And in the summer, which is when we went, you, know, you rent a house on the beach and the whole thing. And it was very, very expensive. But I had money back then, so we did it. And I had a wife at the time who was very, very good at spending my money. But anyhow, so you would do that 9.45 at night and the sun is just going down. And while you think to yourself, this is kind of cool, I, I remember thinking to myself, I wonder if this is any good for me, though, for it still to be light at almost 10 o'clock at night. Researchers found that people on the west side get more sunlight, so they sleep less than people on the east side. And that lack of sleep adds up and causes health problems. People on the west side of the time zone also make less money, possibly because they're too tired to be productive. I'm double-checking to make sure that this story is right, but I, I seem to remember this happening once before a long time ago. There's an alarm that's going to go off on everybody's cell phone tomorrow at 2.20 Eastern Time, 1.20 St. Louis Time. So at 1.20 tomorrow afternoon, your cell phone is going to sound an alarm. And I don't know why. I don't know who's in control of it. I'm not even sure that I believe that it's going to happen. But it does beg the question, you too? Are you guys behind this? Oprah says she was treated differently when she went shopping when she was over 200 pounds. Well, of course she was. But Arby's rolled out the red carpet. Bringing Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> In America, you're fat. They roll out the red carpet. 
in Russia, red carpet rule out you. And Gwyneth Paltrow endorsed Brad Pitt's skincare line. And I dare you to come up with a whiter sentence than that. And with that, that's it. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023 is in the can. We are here every weekday morning, Monday through Thursday at 11 a.m. Spread the word if you can. Let people know that we're here doing this. And, of course, the radio show on KWOLF 101.5 St. Louis, 101.7 West and Beyond. Streaming at KWOLF.com every morning from 530 until 10 o'clock. Have a great day. I'm going to go suck down some more of that lemon tea. And in the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.